And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hello, everybody, friends, acquaintances. I've, I've tried to say that word five times now, and I can't say it properly. Acquaintances, acquaintances, friends, acquaintances, lovers. Well, maybe just one lover. I'm currently uh, monogamous with my GF. What's going on, GF? Are you listening to this? Hello, lover. Hello, lover. Are you guys into this intro so far? I am. Hello. I don't know if you are regular listeners. If you are, you might be used to this nonsense. If you are not, hello and welcome. I am acclaimed comedian, Deanne Smith, and we're here, you know, to kick around some questions, to have a good time. This week, I have on the podcast my BFF, Jess Solomon. You guys know her. You guys love her. She's been in other episodes, episode 17, episode 1, episode 32. I'm just throwing numbers out there. I only know for sure that she was in episode 1 because she was my first ever guest Unquestionable. At best, that was incredibly rhyming, and I am happy about it. You know what else I should tell you? Guys, too excited. Too many things to tell you right off the top. Guess what, guys? Questionable, at best, has a Twitter account. You can follow it if you want to. Go there for extra content and good times. It's a good time. We have 24 followers so far up in the double dig, making it happen. Let's hit that shit into triple dig, should we? Hit that shit into triple dig. Who is making up slang on the fly after a cup and a half of coffee? This kid! It's all happening for us, guys. What is the Twitter handle you're asking yourselves right now? Or you're not? Quest at best. That's questionable at best. Keeping it short. Keeping it, you know, to the 140 character limit business. Trying to uh, shorten it down. Scrim it up. <laughs> I don't think scrim is a word, is it? Let's find out. I'm going to Google it right now. Scrim. Oh my gosh, guys, do you want to learn some information off the top? The term scrim has two separate meanings in terms of fabric. In each case, it refers to woven material. One, a finely woven lightweight fabric widely used in theater. The other, a heavy, coarse woven material used for reinforcement in both building and canvas making. I never really know where these intros are going to take us, but here we go. I just accidentally said the syllable scrim, and now we're learning about what it is. We have a new vocabulary word for ourselves. We have a new something to chuck in our back pocket next time we're playing Scrabble. Yeah, want to lay down a little scrim? Just take it home. What else is going on? What else should I tell you? I thought we'd switch it up this week, guys. We are going to learn a thing, and not just what the word scrim means, but we're going to learn a thing at the start of the show. Why? Just for good times. Just because Jess Solomon had an amazing fashion tip for you that I want you to hear immediately. I want you to hear it, apply it, and then listen to the rest of the podcast with your new look for fall. Okay, guys, we're going to kick it off. We're going to get right into it. You guys are awesome. I'm happy that you're here. If you want to go bump up the numbers on old Twitter, I would appreciate that. Follow Quest at best. Oh, and if you've been listening in the past few weeks, you've already heard me talk about this show, but it is very important for you to know that on Monday, October 26th, Anyone in the greater Toronto area or anywhere in the world, really, if you want to hop a flight and make it happen for yourselves, and why shouldn't you, scoot on into Toronto, head over to the Bad Dog Theater, see me and Jess Solomon, the very woman on this podcast today. See us do our little show, Solomon and Smith. Kick it. Starts at 8 o'clock at Bad Dog Theater. You can go to Bad Dog Theater, the Canadian way, so that's an R-E at the end there, dot com to buy tickets online. 
or just to get more information for yourselves. October 26th, Monday, 8 o'clock, Solomon and Smith. Kick it! We have special guests, Dan Bingham and Steph Tolev, both hilarious comedians and good buddies. And maybe what you don't know about Solomon and Smith, but that you should know, is every show we choose our favorite audience member to be the recipient of the Karen Haynes Memorial Audience Member Appreciation of the Month Award. Karen Haynes is alive and well. We just like using the term memorial because it gives it all more gravitas. Karen Haynes is very alive and well, and in fact thriving and in a new relationship, I believe. But anyway, one member of, an, of the audience wins, wins, wins the night. And you get a special prize that I won't tell you about, but that the last audience knows about. And you get the bonus secret extra prize of something amazing that I have found on the street that month. And I've already got the prize for this month. And it is a doozy. Very exciting. Guys, guys, I'm psyched to be back. I'm glad that you're here. Let's just get on into it. Enjoy this one. Okay, what are you going to teach us? I'm going to teach you about a new fall fashion trick. It's so new good, style. It's so good. Okay, so uh, I roll my pants up like I did all summer, but I can't just, you know, go without socks. How far up? Um, I'd say like five, four or five fingers up from the uh, ankle bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lesbians measure, not, thing in fi- a... measure things in fingers, you guys. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, I can see it, but I just wanted uh, yeah. them to be able to picture yeah, it. Yeah, so roll them up. Because I used to wear, uh, like during the summer, I roll my pants up and then I just wear shoes that, without socks. Um, no, you also have cute little... I have, yeah, I have like those kind of brogues with the, like the holes in them. So they're breathable. And in the summer, they're great. Sometimes I wear a sneaker. Wait, um, wait, but, you do have those shoes. Yeah. But I also want to talk about how you have your secret like mini sock. Oh, yeah, I have a mini sock. It's true. But I like, so basically, uh, I have a mini sock sometimes for the sneakers. So they don't, you know, get stinky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually have my ankles exposed is the main point. Yeah. They're the only thin feature on my body right now. <laughs> All right. Let's not Show body off the, shame. Okay. Let's not body shame. Show off the ankles in the summer. Obviously it's getting cold. It's fall. Can't have the ankles exposed. So instead keep the pant rolled up because it's still too early for boots. Mm-hmm. Wear the, the brogue style shoe mm-hmm. and then get a uh, a sick pair of uh socks with a pattern sick pair of socks six pair of th- socks with with a pattern maybe color and uh and have that uh showing because you've got your pants rolled up so there's like another whole layer to your outfit and um cute detail it's yeah it's it's great because often people don't see your socks i like i i said to you i mean i f- i feel like it, they can be a waste and maybe sometimes people only get to see them when you sit down and you, you know, cross your legs. And I think that they should see them all the time. It looks great, guys. When Jess rocked up today, I was like, you whoa, check this out. Let me tell you about Jess's outfit. She's wearing black pants, um, a really cute shirt. I won't take too much time to describe it. There's a lot going on on the front there. But the shirt has um, gray sleeves. And her socks are a dark gray with lighter gray polka dot 
and it's it's just an amazing. And the look. shoes are gray and black too. Oh yeah, the shoes. The shoes are amazing. And I don't know if you know this, but this shirt it comes with a necklace built into it. <laughs> is that why the necklace matches so well? No, I have one necklace on, and then I have this is the stupid necklace that comes attached to the shirt. Weird. I know, but it's not attached right now. Yeah, it's attached through the tag in the back. It is. It comes with the shirt, and I just put my head through it and kept it on. But it, the shirt says, uh, uh, "What does it say?" Out. Uh, out of the blue. Out of the blue. Sorry, out of the blue, and it's sort of an ocean scene. And it, this is so cheesy, but the the necklace that comes attached to it, it's I think it's a whale tail. It's a whale tail. It looks amazing. I but, like this. This. Wow, brand. I love the idea of this. This one stop accessorizing. That's it. You already have your necklace built in. I have one that I wear all the time, anyways. But the one that you um, wear all the time really matches. I thought that was the built. This in matches one. better. I've been hiding the whale tail because it doesn't match as well. Yeah, let's it's gold. see the other one. It's an evil eye. This has learned many things Iman, about accessorizing. Iman buys me evil eyes because he <laughs> doesn't want me to have trouble in my life. Right. Well, they're not, they're to ward off an eye. Ward, ward off people. <laughs> to, to ward off. <laughs> it's an egg in a blanket. <laughs> it's an egg in a blanket. You've learned so many things right now, you yeah. guys. I think I'm going to have to take a picture of our socks because I followed oh, yeah, Jess's example today, rolled up my own pants, and it is a look, guys. because you already had the socks. I already had the Listen, cute socks. People wear really sexy lingerie, and it's like just for themselves, and obviously you can't show it off necessarily mm-hmm. to people on the street and socks sometimes are also <laughs> you know but socks too it's almost like it's often just for yourself if you're wearing cute socks people don't get to see them so that you can show off mm-hmm. if you roll up your pant leg roll up your pant leg guys get into it. it's a hot new look for fall brought to you by jess solomon <laughs> oh i wish they could see that <laughs> she just lifted her finger in the air like in a, in a motion of victory <laughs> are you wearing cute socks are your pants rolled up you're ready here we go and I'm sorry I just said that to you, but I will say I know, it to I you. Can't it. <laughs> I'll say it to you again. That was a harsh truth. It right was a harsh. It was a harsh truth. <laughs> okay, uh, let me see here. The question is: Yes, what's it like being an aunt? You're relatively new to this aunthood. Yeah, it's been one should day. I, should I say aunthood? How do people pronounce this? I mean, in Canada we say aunt. Okay, good. Me too. In America, I think people say aunt. Okay. Uh, auntie. Anyway, you guys know what we're talking about. So far, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, the baby was just born. Uh, I held him. He didn't cry. He Mm. connected. We connected with each other. I feel like, I think I've been useful to my sister. It's, I've been quite selfless, which is new for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's only been two days though. I've been quite selfless. I just, I, I held him in my arms and it was the first baby that I really looked at his face. I mean, I was just, it was just interesting for me. It's my sister's son. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm a little disappointed because part of me just really wanted him to come out as like, a male version of my sister. Right. Because well, I thought he, that would be hilarious to see. Let's talk about his little mouth. He has He does. He has mouth. some. He, yeah. I mean, right now they don't look like that much, but he does have, yeah, I'm, I am, I'm jealous of, of his lips. Are. <laughs> he's got His great. luscious little lips. He's got this like pouty thing oh, going on. He's already so cute. He's pretty cute. And newborns don't come out cute usually. So I no. think he's ahead of the game. Yeah, I think he's he's looking good. Yeah, he's, he might grow up into a mini your sister. He might. He's pretty blonde. She's she came out like with a full dark set of hair. Yeah, very hairy. Yeah, <laughs> set of hair. Set of hair. Yeah, she, her hair is is. She's got gray hair. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's big. Yeah, it's voluminous. It always looks yeah. amazing. I could see why you'd call it a set of hair. A set of hair, exactly. <laughs> um, this kid, yeah, he his hair hasn't fully grown in yet. It looks like you know 
receding and how many days old is he he's one or two days old (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have hair until i was like three i know it's so sad there's like these pictures of me with like three wisps of hair and i guess i wanted barrettes (laughs) like other kids so my mom (laughs) let me put them on my like two strands of hair yeah and i just like kids that had hair i just went after them because just to like feel it and what is that and (laughs) i just went after them (laughs) i went after their hair grab it yeah you wanted some for yourself but i i held the baby and um and I honestly, I had that feeling where like, I, even though he wasn't mine, mm-hmm. he was sort of part of me, I guess, more than any other kid I've held. So um, I just felt like all of that love that people talk about. And I also felt almost like all of my ambition starting to disappear. Right. I know. I was like, maybe you could be the comedian kid. Maybe let's let me put my energy into you. Mm. Why don't we do that? I it's know. It's crazy. I, that's a scary feeling to me about potentially becoming a parent and this is sideways but i remember the time that i watched little malik who i used to babysit yeah um, little buddy that i would hang out with every day nine to five he was the greatest and at one point his mom left me with him for 10 days so i lived in their house and took care of him for 10 days night and day as if he were my own and about day two my girlfriend was giving him a bath and i had to go out and do gigs and yeah. which until that point had been my passion, the absolute love of my life, yeah. the number one thing that I did, the only thing that I cared about. And when I was confronted with the scene of my girlfriend who I loved giving this little baby who I loved a bath, I was yeah. like, oh, why would I ever leave this? Why wouldn't we just stay here forever? Why yeah. when I just also give this baby a bath and then we all get in our g- gym jams and then we cuddle up and then we all fall asleep? Who needs anything else? Right? Yeah. Love and little babies. I just don't know if it's like some biological thing that happens that's released, like some kind of baby pheromone that just <laughs> sucks away your, your, that like, and that other part of you that the ego yeah, and your desire to, I don't know, move yourself forward in the world. I think it makes sense. It's probably, them. yeah, an adaptive human quality. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sorry, baby. I got some open mics to hit up tonight. Yeah. Good no. luck feeding yourself. <laughs> I'm just going to transfer all of my ambition onto you. Become like a, a stage ant. Is there such a thing? Stage I think parent? That's stage. So great. You could, you could make that your own. Yeah. We need to address what I said to you five minutes ago, right oh before God, we started. I'm still reeling. I, I know mean, you I don't are. Even, uh... <laughs> right before we started rolling. You, before we asked the question off mic, you said something like, how did you phrase it? You said something oh, yeah. like, can being an aunt be enough? Yeah. Could like, you... So that you don't have to have kids. Right. Yeah. And then I said just like so quickly, it's so bluntly. <laughs> like you've been waiting to say it to me for like years. <laughs> I kind of have. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I really want you to have kids, Jess, but I'm not sure you could like absorb that into your lifestyle. <laughs> or I said something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, like kind of like, oh yeah, when this nephew showed up, I kind of thought, yeah, perfect. Now you don't have to have kids because it probably wouldn't, you wouldn't have room. Yeah, I was like, I really want you to have kids and I would love your kids and I want to hang out with them and I want to <laughs> know them. But I also feel like your life is such, I don't see a kid fitting in there. I know. Or that you would even necessarily want to make that kind of room. Yeah. I could be projecting as well. I don't know. Yeah, it's it is hard to imagine where a kid would fit in. When I was, we really um, we love our my my wife my my girlfriend my wife and I love ooh. our we love our life. Yeah, um, she loved her life a lot before, but <laughs> surprisingly, she still loves it together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we really you know it's it's very much about us. <laughs> it's good. Last year, about the same time, I was staying with you guys in New York. Yeah, and I was a little bit ill, a little bit sick at one of these nights, and I couldn't sleep. I was outside. Um, on your couch you guys were in the bedroom and I remember having this little feeling of 
I might have just been delirious and feverish, but I remember thinking, oh, I stay up all night anyway. When these guys have a baby, I should probably just be its nanny. I should yeah, probably yeah, yeah. just like take care of this baby so that oh they can God. continue to live their lives. We would love that. <laughs> no, we I would, kind of would love, love that. Too. that. That's also when I was um, really newly single and having a hard time figuring out what my next direction in life was. <laughs> I'll just take care of their <laughs> baby. I was like, I'll let these guys have kids and then I'll just hang out with it at night and like watch it during the day. <laughs> I don't know what I was really thinking. But you're really good with kids. You, you're, you're a professional aunt. A professional aunt? I mean, yeah, I charge have... those kids money. I'm yeah, like, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. pay me for these services. <laughs> but I've seen, I've, you hang out with them. I mean, you guys don't live in the same city, but... Yeah, I love those little guys. I have a niece and a nephew in Philadelphia and a niece and a nephew in LA. Yeah. So I don't see them all the time. I see them each a few times a year. Yeah. But it's great being an aunt. You just swoop in, you be awesome, and then you leave. And they, they are so excited. Like, every time you go over, it's like, oh, Aunt Dee's here. And of yeah. course, because I have nothing but boundless energy for these kids i don't see them every day so for me it's pretty easy to just come in be really fun and then get out of there when you leave after spending a lot of time with kids because this has happened to me with my friends kids are do you what's your feeling after when you leave are you like oh great that was fun and now i'm done or or are you like and like kind of tired because it's like it can be kind of like exhausting running after kids when you're not used to it and then feel like oh good my life yay or do you feel like I should do that. I should have kids. I, I'm always grateful that I don't have kids. Yeah. And I may have kids one day. Yeah. But having taken care of them seriously and, and kind of understanding what that is. I mean, I thought I knew what that was when I was nannying nine to five. And I didn't fully understand what that was until I had that 10 day stint, With which Malik. was still, yeah, still only 10 days. Everybody. What is Malik up to these days? I don't know. He's probably like nine years old. He's living oh somewhere God. in Africa with his family. They, wow. uh, yeah. They're crazy world travelers yeah so 10 days is not a lifetime obviously it's no. not even that long but i i just was struck with this feeling of okay 24 hours non-stop everything this kid needs i'm responsible for every poop he has i'm gonna know about yeah and that idea kind of blew my mind so having experienced that I can't even tell you, almost every time I go to the airport, which is very often because I travel a lot, I'm yeah. always breezing through the airport like, how good is it to not have kids? Like, I actively appreciate that stuff. When I sleep in late, I actively appreciate how awesome it is to not have kids. I think about it a lot, too. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially in the airport when you see somebody with a crying kid. And mm. It just looks hard. It's. I imagine that it's really hard and tiring. Yeah. There's also the aspect that I can't stop thinking about on the plus side of having kids, which is something that my wife brings up all the time. How cute your Instagram's going to be? Well, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried that my wife is never going to love our kids as much as she loves baby animals on Instagram. That's a distinct possibility. That's a possibility. My sister was worried that we wouldn't love her son as much as we, as love, we love pictures baby, of orangutans baby yeah <laughs> baby orangutans baby tigers baby otters there's the baby otter baby tiger well, friendship that we follow your your <laughs> culture and your coupledom of tagging yeah. baby animals yeah is so strong that it's bled into my life i recently tagged a baby <laughs> animal and i tagged both of you guys like you guys gotta check this out i know i was so excited <laughs> that you got involved in the whole thing like he's a redhead myself. we love redheads you're like i know that's I know. why I tagged he's you. like a baby monkey version of you both yeah exactly <laughs> if we were to have a baby monkey that's what it would look like Ugh. but i realized that we're not alone by the way in this tagging stuff because people people do tag friends probably or, or their uh, lover or whatever to be like you know tag check out this picture yeah. it's really cute 
but I have noticed, and sometimes in different languages that I can kind of under make out, like in Italian or obviously French or Spanish, where people are like, "This is this is you in the morning when you wake up," or Aww. "This is you when you eat," or you know, and they're <laughs> like, "They're we're not alone." There's people all over the world because I've seen it on National Geographic's Instagram and all these other ones that we follow, other couples that are doing it. So that makes me feel better. <laughs> what if? I'm just thinking right now how yeah. creepy it would be. What if people started tagging their lovers in human baby photos? <laughs> like, it's okay because it's animals, but what if it was baby yeah. humans? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, we have, I have pointed out pictures of baby humans where it looks like a kid that could be like a mix of the two of us, but it's really rare. I mean, there's not, I don't actively follow baby are there baby accounts i guess just regular people <laughs> with their babies <laughs> oh, that's so creepy you were saying something yeah. totally else what else were we talking about before instagram you oh yes why my wife sometimes uh comes back to this idea of it's so weird wife i still can't get used to it i know i'm uh, loving it right i um, keep stumbling on it yeah she's come into contact in recent months with uh, some relatives of mine and i have you know or, or just older single ladies uh, that aren't married and that don't have kids. Okay, and 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 men too, actually. Uh, and just how she feels that she feels sad for them, and that maybe you know it's very lonely. So she's obviously worried I'm going to drop dead or divorce her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she wants to have kids to sort of you know not be so alone. So I don't know. Do you know? Are like these the, people that, actually lonely though? I feel like it's really easy for us to project loneliness. Onto older people that we see who may or may not be lonely. They may be having a vibrant life. They may love just sitting alone on the couch, reading a book at night. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are those people for sure. I think there were a couple of examples of people that she saw that did seem kind of sad or like they were especially close to the, I don't want to. Yeah. You're making a really pained face right now. So I will, I will not contest. Overly close with their, their dog or um, just not in a good place. (laughs) They tag their dog in baby animal photos. (laughs) Exactly. Yo Rex, you got to check this out. (laughs) He doesn't even have an Instagram account. This is like you. If you were a baby tiger (laughs) in the morning. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So I think like, uh, yeah, that, but that idea of having kids around for the later in life when you're not both young and still together well, and just having a fun time. Do you feel like your nephew could take, take on shoulder some of this burden? I really hope so. Keeping you guys company when you're old. I mean, I, I would love that. I'm going to try to stay really close to him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the coolest aunt. I'm going to introduce him to all the bad stuff. Um, and you See, know, this is where you have an advantage because yeah. your sister's your younger sister. Yeah. And I feel that those, the older sister, younger sister dynamics, they persist through life. Totally. So my siblings are both much older than me at this point, not much older than me that were adults, but when we were kids, yeah. they were seven and 11 when I was born. So when I was a baby, they were basically adults to me. They could do everything. You know, I was just a little kid and they had their lives <laughs> sorted. My brother's like riding bikes and hanging out. They, they could do everything. Um, so that dynamic persists to the point that I don't feel like I have complete authority over their children to, to be like, hey, guys, check out this. You know, here's yeah, something yeah, we'll yeah. do. Don't tell your parents. <laughs> like Somehow I just couldn't do that because they would like yell at me because I'm their younger sister. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, my sister yells at me, but in a way that she knows there's nothing she could do about it. Oh, I love it. Like, Jessica. Yeah. Like, yeah, too bad, Andrea. (laughs) Too bad. That's what beer tastes like. And now he knows. (laughs) Is that the sort of bad stuff you want to get him involved in? 
Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. feel like, you know, I, I remember one of my younger cousins I took to a hockey game and uh, I got him a beer mm-hmm. and it was a big, I, I, maybe it was too young. I don't know. It seemed to be an appropriate age, but from the feedback I got back. <laughs> like, my, how old was he? I think he was like 15 or something. He had an entire beer or a sip of a beer? He had a, a beer. That could, if he, had he lot? ever had 15, beer before? 16. I don't know. I just, I, you know, I wasn't really aware of ages. And yeah. I know I had had a beer at 15. I wasn't really aware of ages. I, and like, where, where? I'd had a beer at 15. Yeah. It didn't seem crazy. I mean, no, he wasn't a crazy. child. He was a teenager. I don't know. Maybe he was 16. But um, I think, I think introducing him to the idea of enjoying a beer socially and responsibly at a hockey game. You weren't binge drinking with this kid. No, I didn't like throw him upside down on a keg and be like, this is how you do a keg stand. <laughs> <laughs> and then like frat party out on him and yeah. like this is the initiation now take off your shirt <laughs> i'm gonna paint something on your chest wow she really doesn't understand what it's like to be a cool aunt <laughs> imagine just hazing him this is what you need to do to be a member of this family <laughs> every solomon has done this <laughs> i love that idea imagine there should be initiations to get into families i think so too <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I I I hope to t- like take this kid around, and I hope he turns. It's so hard to imagine. He's just two days old, but I've, I've already projected. <laughs> I know you really a whole life and relationship. I hope he's around to take care of me when I'm old. I hope he hears this podcast and already feels some level of Jewish guilt for not calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let's talk Jewishness for a minute. What oh, are yeah. you, what's happening to the uh, oh, the, the mini Solomon? That's just how I just, deci- just decided to call his penis. That's a horrible nickname. For <laughs> the mini Solomon. The mini Solomon. <laughs> what's, uh, what's happening the to that? egg in the blanket. Um, or egg in the blanket. Sausage in the blanket. Pig in a blanket. Pig in a blanket. That is not, that's not a... Egg in a blanket. Egg in a blanket. I hope he that's, doesn't hear this podcast. This is, this is Egg in a, that's a kosher version the the pig in the blanket yeah we're doing the bris and uh that's happening on well whatever for those of you airs. unfamiliar with jewish terminology a bris is the circumcision yeah the chippity choppity yeah exactly done by some moil, moil. my favorite vocab word yeah and basically it's going to be very early in the morning because this moil is a doctor of sorts and a, i don't know what he i don't know who he is yeah this is insane but he, he's, said, he's like a surgeon he's like a he's a doctor and he has to go to work at nine so we're doing so this at eight in the morning it's insane so this is a it's a bris it's a cultural religion and religious procedure some might argue medical but is it also a celebration of this new baby like it all it is i mean that's it's what this kind is kind of a party yeah. which is the part that's kind of weird around this thing that i mean let's have a party yeah, yeah. about his penis <laughs> it's so his penis weird. looks like this now Woo! <laughs> so weird it is so weird also eight it's- in the morning who's ready to confront just chopping genitals at eight in the morning it just seems really um barbaric Right now. <laughs> I guess yeah I, I the don't phrases know, I'm using are, are pretty yeah yeah barbaric. no but it is I mean it's it's that that hour of the day to me is not a, a human time no, and uh, and then that procedure too I mean I I understand why it's done and I my brother-in-law you know wants his kid to look like him that's I guess what people that's say what people yeah. want it's also that's also a strange idea my sister is conflicted about it and oh is she really she's, yeah and she's already um it's very hard to put your baby through that I feel like she already started crying when um he started crying mm. like when he came when they had to put him in the car seat to leave the hospital yeah um because he'd been really good he barely cried but then he really started crying and then she she's also like so hormonal right now she must be yeah so 
she started crying and all i kept thinking was like she's like i'm like why are you crying she's like because he's crying i'm like oh my god this is gonna be like the, the bris is gonna be the worst <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be crying um my uncle's gonna be there my oh, great. Uh, yeah which is great and a lot of family members are coming but um as you know my dad passed away recently mm-hmm. and my uncle and my dad were best friends and i get i get so emotional just seeing my, yeah. i can actually not have a conversation with my uncle on the phone because i always right. i get so emotional that i feel like i'm gonna start crying so i don't know if he realizes why i'm like always trying to hang up on him oh you should <laughs> try to tell him Maybe or I if should. you can actually tell him without crying write him a quick email yeah i'm just like hey yep 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 thanks for the congratulations okay great can't wait for you to meet the baby and like gotta yeah. go we um, actually you and i have planned to get into this topic on another later date, podcast, another yeah. podcast yeah. talking about our parents dying yeah but the other night something that happened to me was a friend was talking about um reading to his daughter yeah a- at night and saying you know I, I really love that and my family used to read to me and we had kind of a chaotic upbringing but that moment of the day was always really nice and then i remembered that my mom used to read to me and and i was thinking about how much that i personally have gotten out of that in life like i love reading i love writing i love words and so i was like choking back tears just having him tell me about reading to his daughter and i had a choice to make right there because i he was talking to me and i was like "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I was in that place where I couldn't talk without crying. Yeah. I didn't totally want to cry. But at some point socially, the better choice was to just cry and tell him I'm crying because of this. Yeah. Because otherwise he was just going to think I was the rudest you're like most unresponsive yeah, per- this person. This is a great story about you reading to your daughter. Yeah, uh, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plays to be things to do. Yeah. So you should let your uncle know. Yeah, maybe I should. Why I always hang up on him. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, great. Okay, Click. thanks. Yeah, we're pretty happy about the baby. Okay, can't wait for you to meet my dad's grandson. But, oh, you're going to cry. We're all going to cry. But, yeah, you can all cry at the breast. That's yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I guess there's also the, the fact of the chopping of the penis and the uncle being there and the whole scene is going to be... Um, crazy it is gonna know. be crazy Emotional. what kind of food is served at a bris well it's so early it's gonna be a breakfast i think but it's not like a mini party. sausages, <laughs> mini sausages. <laughs> eggs and blankets yeah 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 eggs and blankets um that's happening and it's like yeah i don't know i don't know if i, I i'm conflicted about the whole thing myself i do think that they look nicer and i feel like if i was a guy i would want mine to be circumcised mm-hmm. but there's a lot of arguments against it and i've heard people argue that it's more pleasurable without circumcision Mm -hmm. but really how do you reference that i don't know i mean my my instincts are to be against it as i'm just kind of generally against mutilating the bodies of people who cannot consent yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know guys i don't know what to say it's a it's a very charged topic and i don't yeah. have a son and i am not a man so in many ways i feel like i can't weigh in i guess i can have an opinion listen to me i'm not a man i can't have an opinion of course i can have an opinion <laughs> you can have an opinion you would probably let it be i'd probably let it be this is too personal but my dad's never gonna hear this he had a circumcision at age five. Oh really how, for in, medical reasons no i think they just kind of had failed to do it and then just decided to do it he went in for tonsillitis and came what? out with the whole thing done. Oh, my God. And his joke then, he said, or his joke now about then was he said, he was like, wow, I guess those tonsils had long roots. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is such a kidder. I he is such it. a kidder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's something that my wife and I talk about, even though we don't even have kids that like, because it's something that Islam and Judaism agree on, but it's something that we're, Oh, then you should for sure got to chop it up. (laughs) It's the one thing. It's the one thing that we agree on. And we're like, we gotta have a fight about this. This is what we got to fight about. So what's it like being an aunt? It feels nice. It feels nice to have this new addition of the family. Mm-hmm. It feels nice to have um, a little baby that's, I guess, part of my family tree that I don't have full responsibility for, but uh, will play a role in his life and uh, uh, probably mess him up just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. You probably won't. That's the beauty. Yeah, I guess I, not. I can't think, I mean, aside from the molesty ones, I can't think of a lot of people <laughs> that have been messed up by their aunts or uncles. It's always the parents that screw them up. That's true. And that will inevitably screw them up. That's just how life works. I hope he comes and he tells me about how his parents are screwing that's him up. That's the thing. That's yeah. who you can be. You can be that cool aunt on the like, side. Oh, that's I like, know. My sister. Here, she's... kid, have a beer. Let's talk about the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be that person. Yeah, it'll be, I think, it, I'm, I'm very curious to see the whole process of him growing up and mm-hmm. being part of all of that. That's pretty cool. It's very cool. I, I keep brushing up against this topic, even though yeah. supposedly we're not talking about this right yeah. now, but it's all very connected, <laughs> is just, you know, the idea that our parent parent is are dead now How yeah this? your dad and my mom have passed <laughs> to another realm who are married <laughs> our parents are dead now this is very obvious but it has occurred to me since my mom has died and i think it's you're having similar ideas since your dad has died uh, just about the beauty of the next generation and the fact that your nephew is a part like your father is a part of your nephew that's so yeah. cool right yeah, and so you can get to see him in there because mostly now when people die and everybody tells you that they're they're still with you and mm-hmm. whatever, I resort to like earlier today when the ladybug was on me and I'm like, it's my dad. <laughs> so it's a lot more normal to be like, oh, look how this nephew looks, you know, has his <laughs> facial expression than yeah. to be like, but my dad's in this ladybug or look at this dime on the street. <laughs> like, yeah, so that, that gives you a more of a concrete point to reference you know it's tangible genetics involved yeah yeah the circle of life yeah the ladybug thing is totally fine (laughs) you were self-conscious about it jess has started associating seeing ladybugs with the the presence of your father yeah 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 i think that's fine and it was on me and you saw it i didn't even notice it was on my neck yeah and uh and i get then i get like this like love for this ladybug we had to we took we just put it very gently on on a leaf leaf but at first when it didn't want to go on the leaf i'm like of course he doesn't want to he wants to hang out with us he wants to come hear his podcast oh my gosh i would have brought the ladybug all the way we back could have here brought it. yeah it's true you told me to put it on the leaf i know okay. i felt like it might be weird to carry it all the way i already <laughs> felt self-conscious about the whole thing well, see here's where i feel like you're not embracing your new identity as a crazy gay aunt <laughs> I know it's why true. shouldn't you wear ladybug print from now from today until ever <laughs> it ladybugs all the time and i'm gonna sit him down sit the nephew down and be like your grandfather became a ladybug <laughs> and now i wear representations of ladybugs to have him close to me all the time and he'll be like mom <laughs> <laughs> jess is totally nuts <laughs> i'm scared i love it unfortunately we have to keep this one short because you have to go have get to some go. stuff done i do 
Okay, well, we'll catch up with you soon. I'm about- very busy, Dee. I'm an aunt now. I don't know if you realize this. <laughs> I've got major responsibilities. I've got things to do. i got a bar I have to go meet my wife at. <laughs> I was going to be like, I've got to go boil some breast pump stuff for my sister, but no. You're but going to a bar to I'm meet your wife. I'm going to a bar to meet my wife. Okay, what's it like being an aunt? It's just the perfect amount of childness in your life perfect (laughs) (laughs) we'll catch up with you again soon thanks jess thanks t that was it friends thank you so much for listening i hope you had a good time are you an aunt are you an uncle do you have children in your life do you care about them do you not care about them are you glad they're around are you giving them beer answer any of these questions or just tell me how you're doing in general do you know how to find me you can email me at deanne that's my name at nomoreradio.com. Follow the thing at Twitter. You know how you know where to find it. Quest at best, Twitter. Follow Jess Solomon, Jess underscore Solomon at Twitter. Let's quickly thank all of our friends that make the podcast possible. You guys. Paul Aflalo, a man of my heart. Mike Carozza, a very good friend. A very good friend. We were talking about how much we loved each other today via text, and I got a little teary. Charlie Sneaker. I don't think I've ever cried thinking about Charlie Sneaker, but I could if I tried hard enough because they made me an amazing cartoon that is associated with this podcast, and I love it. And they are lovely people, and I keep saying they because I don't know what their gender expression is. I should ask. Charlie, what's your deal? Charlie, Charlie, what's your deal? Thank you so much, everybody. And um, what's that? What else? I'll see you next week. I'll just see you next week. Bye.